Coming to you from top secret field offices worldwide, brave men and women fight a battle for truth, justice, and good clean data. These agents of change make up the Bureau of Records, Objects, and Standards. They are the Data Bros. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Data Bros Prod Podcast is proud to announce your main event of the evening! And when this is about begins, the referee in charge of the action will be yours truly, Brian Garside. First up, fighting out of the red corner, he hails from New Orleans and stands six feet, one inches tall, and weighs in at 167 pounds, Django Beignet-Boren. Boren! Boren! Fighting out of the blue corner from somewhere in eastern Washington, standing at six feet three inches tall and weighing in at 187 and one half pounds, Jeff, the psychoanalyst Figley! Yeah, that extra <laughs> inch is going to be all I need to take you down, Beignet. More oh, like Gentlemen, I want a clean fight. Go back to your corners and come out swinging. I'm going to use podcast. my fingers to poke you in the eyes. <laughs> All right, boys, let's do this thing. Hey. <laughs> I really wanted to bring the energy up a little bit. Great <laughs> one, Brian. Great one. I can't promise we'll ever do anything like that again, but but I just thought it was. Uh... I mean, for episode zero, <laughs> the sausage, I think that is exactly uh, what. You know what? what? It should have been episode zero, the sausage ing Oh, uh, it's not really too late. It's um, not just one, the, just one or, minute. Yeah, the sausage awakens. Data is sausage. nothing if not iteration. Oh, guys, it's yeah. episode one, the sausaging. Well, episode <laughs> zero, that, really. Episodes, I don't know if that's how you spell sausaging, but is it now. feels right to me. Yeah, no, it looks right. I'm, I'm sure it's in Urban Dictionary, and I'm sure we could get a definition of it. Um, but that's not why we're here. We're no. here to talk about, uh, you know, <laughs> B. R O and S. That's right. So we are here to talk about comics, comic book retail. Uh, what else have the have the uh, robots told us that we're talking about Django? Uh, comics and comic book retail, and data. Comic data. data. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about uh, data. We'll talk about uh, the little bits of the comic book industry. My robot was asking me about my feelings. Oh, was it? Mm, yeah. A, I would be suspicious of that robot. It sounds like a person to me. Got a that's, a trap. <laughs> that's a trap right there. I don't want to hire robot therapists for them to pretend to be humans. <laughs> so why don't we get started with... <clears throat> um, so today, the new episode of Off Panel dropped. And our good friend Katie Pride was on talking to David Harper. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Heidi McDonald kind of jumped in uh, after that. And I, I don't know if that was the end because that's just where I got to. But uh, I think there was one more because he said three things, I think. Yeah, so. it was it was the three three things about the comic industry. And the last one was Jamal Engel. Engel. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, I didn't get to Jamal yet. So yeah. uh, I can talk with uh, some authority on the first two. And then yeah. I'll just uh, BS the third one, just like we do with the data. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds realistic. <laughs> and we'll talk maybe a little bit about the origins of this podcast and how it all started um, and kind of what what uh, 
prompted it and how I've and been... who we are and why why anyone should listen to us. There you go. And oh, how I've been trying the to, sausage. trying to get a podcast with the two of you guys for a year now, maybe a little bit. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. Yep. yep. <clears throat> and you're right. uh you're a regular contributor to our other podcast. Yeah, and you've been on my podcast a couple times. That's true. So yeah, yeah, yeah we're it's wow. like a big Ouroboros. <laughs> it's, oh, it's like snake eating its so yeah, it's, you it's know like what? A number zero eating its tail. So why I'm reading okay, sorry, start, yeah, Brian. Yeah, why don't we start it with who we are? Django, yeah, I'm gonna get you to start. Oh, well, I'm Django. I uh run the comics place in Bellingham, Washington with Jeff, and uh we also are building comic shop assistant, a web-based point of sale system. Wait, and what? And that's like fine. a <laughs> it's, it's it's fine, Brian. Don't worry about it. Um, it's probably fine. It's probably yeah. Fine. Um, I don't know. I've got a long history of retail and uh, interest in solving puzzles, and comics kind of uh, pull, sucked me in at some point, and here here I am, uh, bumbling my way through comic book and comic book data with my buddy Jeff. <laughs> great jeff jeff what's your story hey i'm jeff bigley uh yeah i run the, the comics place with django and another little side project called comic shop assistant uh that we've been hustling around about i come from a psychology background in school and was gonna go on with that and then i got a you know a, a brief part-time job at a comic shop and that was like 11 years ago um and uh yeah I've, I've been i've been here since so you know oh yeah look at that there's a little ad for a comic shop assistant uh so yeah um i have a deep interest in in people and how they interact with art and communities and how comic shops kind of provide and facilitate uh both those sort of community building aspects and personal development aspects and uh I'm very happy to be at the cross section of both of those with throwing in music as often as I can to sort of create an equilateral triangle or something. And you guys have a podcast together called what's it called this week? Comics place presents. And sometimes we call it a perfectly acceptable podcast. It's Most been, of the time. Yeah. We, which, which is my favorite. It's got some names. Like, the podcast. Yeah, the PAPCAST, oh, the world's best acronym. Yeah, 336 <laughs> episodes. So I also have a love of podcasting. Uh, so so this is this is a pretty cool thing for us to be doing. Brian, is this video going to be available for people? <laughs> I, yeah, sure. We'll make this available. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know or not. Uh, you know, it's like maybe these are going to be hosted and like thrown onto YouTube as well. So I was like, okay, well, I'll make sure I leave my gigantic bong over there you know you don't need you know three what? feet of bong in the back of a, a video podcast listen maybe you do you, you yeah that's even, true. maybe you well do. that's how we'll hook the listeners who are already here for like psychedelic videos about the beautiful magic of mushrooms and stuff <laughs> <laughs> so you guys um, i am not somebody who regularly listens to off panel i listen to a lot of podcasts and a fair number of comic book podcasts jang has been telling me about off panel for a great long time but you know that period where maybe you're dealing with it right now listening to us we're like a new podcast you're like why would i listen to a new podcast instead of something that i know i like that makes me feel good um but i'm reading the breakdown of this one and God knows Katie Pride is one of my favorite people in the comics industry. 
this is gosh that was such a beautiful segue but we don't even know who this third guy is oh man if i had a dollar for every time i busted out a beautiful segue like too early like brian you don't give scores to things do you because i won't forget to get your score a lot we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna do scores tonight <laughs> uh yeah i i am brian garside i am the uh the creator of managed comics managed comics is our little uh Subscription tool for Shopify. Um, it's kind of what Comic Shop Assistant would be if it wasn't as smart. Uh, but it, <laughs> it's also what Comic Shop would, Assistant would be if it just used other people's stuff. Um, super. Oh, important. you're selling yourself short there, buddy. Well, thanks. <laughs> um, I've been doing this since 2015. And before that, I ran an online comic shop from 20... 2005 to 2011 um, and that's kind of where I figured out how to do all this crazy subscription stuff and um, kind of stole little bits and pieces from other people that were doing it and then put our own spin on it and um, yeah that's uh, that's me and if you are asking yes Brian decidedly Canadian Oh, as Canadian as they say. I'm, I'm all about it I'm all, yeah when you say that if, it, drinking, listening to the way that he says Tim out oh i love it out yeah. out yeah i, yeah, I, I live in uh, london ontario which is halfway between detroit and toronto so uh, yeah which means that i'm only like an hour and a half away from really cheap flights all over the united states so you'll never be without me <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it okay all right but, now about that off panel segue let's that was a wonderful segue and let's Donka. let's chat about off off panel a little bit yeah so uh, who, who runs this i know i hear his name often so David Harper, he's a, a okay. Alaskan, which makes him an honorary Canadian, I believe. Okay. Um, and probably probably practically a Canadian because he's closer to us than he is to y'all. Um, but mm -hmm. he, uh, he, yeah, he, he does like a ton of really cool journalism stuff. Um, he puts out so much content for one person. And yeah. apparently it's not even his day job. That's like his side project. Really? Yeah, yeah, dude. He has a full-time job. And he pretty much supplies everything on sketch.com, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's all his. Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah, he's a he's a great guy. Um, so yeah, uh, he had Katie Pride on to talk about kind of the you know, the never-ending death of the comics industry, which we seem to be in another cycle of everybody is uh there's a lot of sky is falling about the comics industry. Um <laughs> David had a really interesting take on it too, which is like, this kind of feels like what was happening in 2019, except the pandemic paused it. And now yeah, I, back, back I agree. I, I remember that period in 2019 and there was a tremendous amount of like doom and gloom. And I remember yeah. Django like specifically being like, we're going to need to batten down the hatches. Like things are going to get rough. But then the pandemic happened and distorted the timeline of everything the batten but, down hatches we didn't even know baton rouge down the hatches as jingo always said <laughs> um but it is interesting i'm i'm so this off panel discussion happened we've got some good people on that podcast but i think that it's sort of riding the crest of this interesting thing that's been going on for the last like month or so like there was that phil boyle article that came out and then mm -hmm. there was like a week ago or something that video of like Glenn, the retailer, who yep. was being asked about the state of the industry. But that video, I have not stopped hearing about for the last like week since it came out. And like a bunch of other retailers and industry people sort of commenting on the state of the industry, uh, 
prompted by that. And there is certainly a bunch of uh, conversation prompted after Phil's interview. So it does seem like the industry is a little bit like trying to offset, get some more takes on this that aren't uh, entirely negative, which I bet that this off panel one is, I would have, anticipate that the statements made by these people are pretty yeah. uh respectable I, I don't want to give too much oxygen to the um the phil boyle and the you know all, that whole thing that happened but it's like some of the really good points got mired into a lot of like hand waving about the lady thor story that happened eight years ago like i think yeah that now. <laughs> no I, I i totally um, agree it's just it seems but, like in the last month people you're absolutely right people keep it comes up a lot more than it was yeah that that particular that irks me every time because i'm like guys if we can't get past something that happened eight years ago because it's always like oh and steve rogers is captain america and blah blah yeah well he is again like let's move on yeah (laughs) okay you got all your things all your toys are back in the box and yet we still got problems so maybe they're bigger than those well yeah that aspect of the conversation is particularly uninteresting to me yeah Uh, yeah, exactly Um, but yeah, uh, so Katie talked a little bit about the data side of things, which we've been working on a product project called uh, the Comet Standard for, well, we kicked it off last year at, at Comics Pro, so in it's February. It's been like nine months now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's been awesome. Like we've actually had a cross, a cross industry dialogue where we had publishers, we had um, like everybody at the table all of the distributors were at the table. They all contributed. Um, we had distributors talking to distributors and suggesting ways to solve different problems. We had publishers talking to distributors and figuring out ways. Um, Django and I chimed in quite a bit, uh, especially it kind of broke up into, f- was it three different groups or four? Four, different four groups. groups. So uh, one, of, was, one of them was done with their task pretty early. <laughs> yeah, I think that was workflows, which yeah. they realized pretty quickly that they were hamstrung by us mostly. Yeah. Because yeah. we were data formats and data standards. And that, I believe the word you use is homonuclei, is, <laughs> is basically the same thing with two different heads. Yeah. So, so the formats were, I screw this up all the time, were the formats the shape and the standards? No. Yeah, the formats were the containers and the standards were how we the treated the things inside of the containers. And I'll tell you the truth, Brian, it's been like we, we kind of wrapped up the main bit of this uh, project, what, like like about a month ago. And I can't remember if I was the boss of the standards and you were the boss of the formats or vice versa. I can't remember. It was, I, I think... mean, it was all the same. We just kind of both both did it and kind of took turns yeah, every meetings every night before the meeting we'd have a panicked one and a half hour conversation where we <laughs> tried to figure out what the heck we were doing did what did we, we do last month oh right okay yeah yeah and then we'd figure it all out and miraculously <clears throat> the the meetings went off like amazingly it was so collaborative mm-hmm. and so refreshing uh and then and then just just had uh jessica wells from penguin random house had categories right which yeah. i think we decided pretty quickly we're going to use bisac moving on <laughs> yeah there was there was a little more nuance to it but yeah. but that was that was the main bit um and, and i think like the challenge with that one's going to be next year when they have to start getting because bisac only meets once a year and we'd already missed that so i right. think their challenge is going to be 
getting things into the BISAC standard next year and trying to, to clean that up. Yeah. So, so for yeah, anybody that's... who's listening, who doesn't know what BISAC is. Yeah. So for anybody <laughs> who, who is listening, there's a huge <laughs> problem in the comic industry, which is that there used to be one person largely supplying all the comic stores with the data and whether it was good or bad, didn't necessarily matter that much because it was all, because it was from standardized source. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, if you're listening to this, you're probably familiar with the idea that no longer is Diamond the sole distributor for comics to comic shops. Uh, so you're looking at Lunar carrying companies like Image and DC and Penguin carrying Dark Horse and Marvel. But uh, you'd be getting data for your orders and your invoices and everything uh, in different ways from different people. So there was a sort of a, a siren pitch at Comics Pro where uh, everybody kind of made these uh, factions to be able to handle this, what is a fundamentally huge Herculean effort. Um, and it's like, how do you solve a huge problem that doesn't have a beginning? So, uh, yeah. like the, the different groups that you all have made and the meetings and then the, the fields and thinking about it also collaboratively has been collaboratively has been very, very impressive because it is a huge, far reaching thing. And if you're listening and it doesn't sound like that is incredibly important, just like on a day to day basis at a comic shop, uh, statistical integrity, like, you know, integrity of the data is incredibly important with placing orders and everything. One of the most interesting things about the whole deal to me has been uh, getting a peek into how the book market deals with book data because comics were kind of created separate from books as far as the data structure goes and uh it was done 20 years ago and then never never really iterated on so we're like hustling to play catch up with what like 35 years of of book market processes and and uh standards and kind of dragging comics into that not not even really kicking and screaming because everybody seems to be on board um but it's going to take a lot of technology adjustments for everybody involved from publishers on up um so then to go back to what you two were just talking about i do hear it mentioned often and i can't generate a great working description of bisac so for the people sure. at home and for me as well what what it's it's like the way that the book book industry like categorizes genres of things but it's like huge and vast yeah. exactly so it, it's it it's the book industry study group and then their standard i believe is the book industry something categorization hmm. i believe you i don't know what that part is but yeah it's <laughs> it's uh it's so there's a volunteer group called the book industry study group who actually creates the standard and every year they adjust kind of the categorization and um yeah they add stuff and they drop stuff all the time so they you know they may add a new category for young adult graphic war novelizations in a fantasy setting it can get that granular but next year they may merge that up to just you know because it only two books came out like that last year. So maybe they merged that up to just like, you know, young adult war illustrated war stories or something like that. So yeah, it's, it's kind of a push and pull um, thing every year to, to get stuff on and, and off. Catalog, catalog. And comics don't go super deep on the BISAC. So um, that's, that's going to be a task for next year when the BISAC group meets is to try to get them to, 
you know, add, add some more granular options for comic books because. And do you like adopting the bisect model in your minds for comics is the best solution? Would you say? I think it's, I, so it has a couple of advantages. One of them is that, um, a lot of systems already have, uh, BISAC coded for. So in a bookstore, they're going to want the BISAC to sell trade paperbacks because right. they've already got everything BISAC. integrated into the BISAC. Yeah. Um, and I mean, there's no, I don't think there's a reason to really reinvent the wheel here. They've, they've come up with something that has worked for a long time and we just need to kind of slot ours in. It's, it's just genres. And yeah. publishers, publishers are using it already for the book trade, right? So yeah. if you've got a graphic novel, you're already categorizing it with the BISAC, which means that if you've got a collected edition, you know what the stuff underneath that, like the individual issues are going to actually be in terms of BISAC. So it does make sense from a lot of stand, standpoints. Was and, that, was Katie in the interview, like was data like, the bulk of what she was talking about or like i'm curious what her thoughts on just like the state of the comic industry was that was a bit of it because yeah. it was it was kind of her her large project but i yeah. think she was the one that kind of brought up the whole well you know just the realities of how hard that retail has been this year this has been yeah. an incredibly challenging year for retail um and she was one of the people who put the call out early that she was struggling and, and needed people to, to support and, and buy her stuff. And the interesting thing she said is like, that's a call you can kind of only make once you can't right. be keeping going back to that. Well, um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's true. Like for God's sakes, people buy local. Uh, yes. You yeah. can save an extra dollar 25 by buying it from the super megalopolis giant online store but you can also you know support the people who's the whites of the eyes you're seeing when you walk into their store and maybe that dollar 25 is it can it can make a big difference i mean huge difference yeah you know sure. we we can there are days in our store where we can either make or not make our day because we sold a 40 dollar trade you know yeah. so it, like a, a small thing for each person can make a huge difference for stores. Um, and you know, like I, I, I know we're, we're kind of still on the, uh, on the off panel track here, but just from a store running perspective, we're, we're, we've been struggling too and have been just brainstorming all these wild ways to, um, you know, just boost sales and get, get more comics into the hands of people who want comics. Um, and it's been really interesting to just kind of be like, well, this, this little part of the store could maybe be doing a lot better than it has been. And that's something that for better or worse, I feel like I don't really put on my radar until I'm scrambling. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a really interesting aspect of retail, right? That balance of like a comfortable and familiar space, but then also like change blindness and just, you know, be, being, I guess, familiarity blindness, really like you're, you, you don't see the things that you don't normally look at. So like as a store, you want this thing that is the way that it's always been. Right. But the, you know, if you do that, you're, for lack of a better term, leaving money on the, the table. Yeah. yeah. Like, so 
yeah, even in this last week, we've made some pretty large changes or incubating some large changes in the way that some pretty basic aspects of our store works. What What's interesting about this too is, and this is the thing that I hope to bring to this podcast is like the, the company that I founded nine years ago, which, uh, holy crap, I founded a company nine years ago, um, <laughs> North IQ, I think it was called Business Solutions when I first created it. We're a marketing company. And so I've been working on marketing projects for the last nine years and manage comics to a large extent is a marketing project. And, you know, I run all the, uh, marketing automation. And when you sign up on managed comics, you get a series of emails and blah, blah, blah. So when we talk to our marketing clients, uh, and like a lot of our clients are in the financial services industry and the home building industry. And I don't know if you're aware of this, but the last like six years, you didn't have to market for home building, but we were always adamant with them that one, you can own more of the market share in right. your in your particular thing. And two, um, you need to be building that pipeline for when things slow down, not for now. So when the best time to market is actually when you're the busiest, right? Because you're building that muscle, right? That people know. So, yeah, it's, it sucks right now. You have to turn that juice on. But I bet you guys are in a much better position than other places because I know for a fact that you have a customer database. I know for a fact that you know how to use that customer database because I get your emails every week. <laughs> um, I know that you guys understand how to turn that faucet on and off when you need to. Mm -hmm. And that is something that's vitally important that every single comic shop in the world that is still sitting there with a binder in front of them doing their weekly orders. Okay. Bob gets Batman. Jim gets Batman. <laughs> well, and I think we were just doing like a, a comic shop assistant show until not super long ago. And I'm sure this is something that you have with your managed comics show and tells as well, which is like, uh, we were talking to somebody who was opening up a, like going to be opening a store that hadn't opened yet. And I was just like super excited for them and very much just like, if I can help at all, if you ever have any questions, let me know. And I was like, the comic industry is, is, is a lot like that. But then I just started to think about the like wealth of things to know if you want to run a comic shop or like open a comic shop. So even just like you're saying, you're describing the idea of like, all right, Bob gets Batman. Yep. But like, so when you're showing people manage comics or when we're showing people CSA, like, you know, it's a visual way. It's it's a visualization of the infrastructure of running a comic shop, right? Like building orders, placing orders, right. checking things in and stuff. Um, yeah, like there is just a huge amount to know about this specific industry and how to like time frames for it, cycles that have to exist for it. Like that, you know, it's it's unique to this industry. I feel like everyone, every industry has its own totally uniqueness. But I was just like, man, it would be great to put together like that resource of like yeah you're gonna have to get familiar with like an foc yeah. and like the idea of a pre-order or like pull lists and stuff <laughs> i i wanted to build like the the 10 things you need to know before you even think about opening a comic store i was checklist. talking to django about that very thing it's, yeah it's so essential i actually bought um the fantasy gaming shop handbook recently oh, nice. which is really interesting it's it's older um, but it's got like some great information on hiring employees and and like, mm. things like that. And so as in in my other world, 
Um, when I started North IQ, I actually hired a company local here to build me like a policies handbook and everything. So <clears throat> we have a, you know, acceptable social media policy for my two person company, because my intent when I first started this was that it was going to be a hundred person company someday. Spoiler alert, it will never be a hundred person company. As long as I work <laughs> but it was not a um, hundred person but, company. <laughs> but at the time I thought it might be. Um, but yeah, so, so having all those things in place as well, when you're starting a company, I'm um, just like, what's the right way to fire somebody? You know, mm. things like that that you don't think about. And usually in a fit of emotion, a reactionary fit of emotion. So Je both Je of you should be crying when you're done. Jeff, you, you so both of you may not know this, but that's actually wrong. <laughs> that's not how you're supposed to do that. Oh, and my oh, psych Brian. background would tell me that that is correct. <laughs> no, but no, that's wrong. <clears throat> um, yeah, yeah, we are lucky. We have not had to do much firing. We... Yeah, the aspect of like hiring is incredibly important. And even just yeah. talking to mm -hmm. retailers, like all, all stores have a sort of different level of trust that they have with their employees, right? For better or for worse, like, you know, every store has its, does its own thing. Um, but yeah, we, we have a very deep level of trust. We've had, you know, I think Django and I, yeah, the hiring process is incredibly important. You're looking for all sorts of things that are uh, not necessarily Hard to intuitive. write down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not not to mention that they've got to be somebody that you want to be around for That's, you know X number of hours a day. And that might be the top thing for us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, you don't want to create a monoculture where right. everybody's exactly the same. So it's like you want people you can tolerate, but you also want specific weirdos, you yeah, know, yeah. Who like specific things. So yeah, it's it's tough. It's it's tough. Um, but yeah, someday I will write that handbook. The the new comics store get started. Yeah. Where you go. Handbook. A dummy's guide to comic books. Yeah. We'll running a, so you want to run a comic shop. <laughs> Chapter one. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Brian from the future here. And during the recording of this, we decided that we were going to go 30 minutes long. We ended up going an hour. So we've cut this into two episodes. So this right here is the end of the first half of this podcast. If you tune in next week, you're going to hear the exciting conclusion to episode zero, the sausaging -ing. king.